Vanessa, we talk again via Zoom. This one's a little funny because we just recorded in person, I think yesterday or the day before or whatever, but we kind of need to record this quick episode now. And what's going on is we are getting inundated with questions about the water. We've had red tide for, I think, longer than I can remember. And then we already have the debate about the water cleanliness, which we talk about all the time. And we have a fresh episode coming up on that. But today, right now, I want to ask you, what the heck's going on with the red tide? I'll take you through the step-by-step. Yes, absolutely. Um, So red tide is a term used by the general public. Um, The technical term is harmful algal bloom. I'll break that down for you. Basically, it's a very rapid growth of algae in the ocean. Uh, Usually these organisms called diatoms and dinoflagellates that are tiny microscopic creatures, um, but they end up seen to the naked eye as a stain in the ocean, usually red, which was where the term red tide comes from, but it can be other colors as well, depending on species. Um, This moves with the tides, it creates, there's usually a very strong odor and foam associated with it. Um, And essentially it sticks around however long the ocean currents and wind allow it to. So um, I think that we got a little unlucky um, this last month that, you know, the currents and the, the tides just didn't really take this away and it stuck around longer than usual. Man, it really did. And I'm used to it coming through a couple of days a month, maybe uh, out of the year. We're not used to seeing it like three, four, five, six days in a row. But the past two days, for example, it's been very clean, like super clean. But the previous five, six, seven, eight days before that, like it was it wasn't even red. It's like brown or maroon or, or actually kind of like the curtains that you have behind you. Like it was <laughs> like, I'd stick my feet in the water and I could see my foot through like the color red, brown and uh, the taste in your mouth, the smell, like the doctors are all joking. Whenever people collide and have their accidents, <laughs> they know somebody was surfing because they can smell the red tide when they walk into the room. Um, <laughs> should we be scared or, or should we stay out of the water? Or can you give us any guidance on any of that? Yes, thank you for asking. So they are called harmful algal blooms because they are harmful. They're harmful because a lot of these algae, um, they actually excrete toxins. They're, it depends, there are many different types of algae and so until you identify what it is, you'll notice that some are more toxic than others. So not every red tide is the same, so to say. Um, and basically they suck all of the oxygen out of the ocean. They damage fish gills and even the fish skin. So you might see a lot of dead fish and other marine life. And to humans, um, depending on the species, it can cause skin, eye, and respiratory irritation. Some people experience symptoms similar to a cold or mild flu. Um, Some people have reported vomiting, diarrhea. Um, Some people are more sensitive than others as well. And so some people have have had very bad um, reactions and you don't necessarily have to eat seafood to get that reaction. Although in Costa Rica, they primarily focus um, monitoring the concentration of these toxins in shellfish or mollusks that you might buy. And they actually have had a ban on the sale of mollusks since December. It's been extended and I believe that it's still um, in place right now because there are all of those toxic uh, those toxins concentrate in those animals. And if you eat them, you could um, have some serious complications and even death. And so uh, I'll throw myself under the bus here. This morning when I was getting out of the water, a lady was taking her little daughter out through like the brown stuff that you've taught us about before. We've had red tide too. And I didn't know what to say to her. I'm not a scientist. I, I 
I just wanted to be like, hey, take your kids somewhere else or, or further that way or that way anyway, but just not right now. Can you teach us what we should say to people? Because just so you know, in the past, whenever I've mentioned this to some people, they seem to get sort of angry. In fact, I have some people yelling at our podcast uh, that you and I have about that brown water, the tenons has been here forever. Like I, I honestly hear that. I'm not being mean to them or to you or to anyone. I'm just telling you. Basically, anytime I do a podcast, someone seems to yell at me about something. Um, and in this situation, I'm getting yelled at about the brown water and the test studies and now the red tide. But I feel weird not reporting it. We should talk about this. So what's what's from as a scientist, what's your uh, instructions for us? Like, what should I told that tourist who was taking her daughter out to learn how to surf? Yeah, well, you know, it's a little tricky because, you know, in in, in other countries, usually there's you know, a, uh, an actual, they close beaches and, and to protect people's health. Here, we don't really have that type of monitoring. And so I can't be for sure just how toxic whatever is, is in the water is. Um, we actually don't monitor for red ties. We actually, we're only monitoring for, for other types of um, a microscopic organism called bacteria. So I can't tell you what the actual risk, and there hasn't, as far as I can tell, been an announcement from Costa Rica on a, a you know, a a warning to swimmers, but overall it's the same as you would warn people when it comes to sewage runoff in the rainy season. Um, when you see foamy, smelly water, dead fish, um, you should certainly avoid swimming or at least be warned that you could get sick. Um, I think at least we all deserve to, to be able to make that choice, right? If you want to surf so bad that you, you don't mind getting a cold or whatever symptoms, then go ahead. At least I think let people know that they could get sick from, from getting in the water um, and that it's best to, to wait for it to pass. Um, with red okay. tides, okay. we never know how long that's going to be. So, you know, for the water to, you know, the coloration to clear, for there to be less of that foam, uh, less odor, it seems like over the past few days, it's severe for, for the meantime. Okay. So it sounds like what we should say is, this could be an issue for you just so you know uh do what you want maybe it's not maybe it is because what you said earlier is accurate i've gotten messages from i'm having a hard time breathing i'm having a big issue i'm having a skin rash or uh, all the way to this isn't affecting me at all like for me i'm from florida and we never have waves and when we have red tide there there's like lots of dead fish for sure you you feel it like you're stinging but we're so desperate for surf, we, we were dummies and went out there anyway. Uh, the red tide that I'm experiencing here is definitely nowhere near as strong as what we experienced in Florida, but people are for certain reporting back everything you just said. And I'm, I'm kind of wrestling with all this. I don't want to stay quiet on it, but I also don't want to promote fear if it's not needed. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, I think what's important to know here um, is, is the cause. Um, these can be caused naturally, and they can also be, be caused by human influences. This time of year, um, it's, it's actually, it tends to be naturally occurring where all of these strong winds are carrying all of this excess nutrients into the ocean, and they also uh, push away kind of that hot water at the top of the ocean and allow that cool water to surface. And that's what causes algae to bloom. And so it's, it's a, it can be a natural process, um, but it can still be really harmful to us. Um, and unfortunately, these, these are happening more and more frequently in Costa Rica over the last 10 years. 
um, and especially in the rainy season when you know we've we've been discussing the issue um, you know excess fertilizer or sewage runoff from all of that rain is entering the water and, and can also cause cause algae blooms so um, I think it's just something to be aware of um, and you know more more the reason to start looking at your wastewater system because that is the one thing that you can do to help prevent there being more of these um, while maybe this one we we, we didn't contribute anything to who knows what the cause was, but um, it's, it's it'll it'll help and it can't hurt. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, much more to come on that. And thank you for that awesome episode. You and your guests came in. We'll, we'll hold we'll hold the surprise of that. Um, this episode will probably come out first because this is happening now. Yeah. Um, and then we'll edit that other updated episode uh, for WCA and what you and everyone are doing. Thank you for being you. Uh, we appreciate no you being on here and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks.